a mini Schefter bomb. Adam Schefter's latest on the San Francisco 49ers quarterback situation, including Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold, pecking order. Lance, among others, with George Kittle at Tide and University. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All the everydayers out there, if you want to be one, just subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. All right. So Adam Schefter Crock on with, uh, what was he on? He was Pat on McAfee. with Pat McAfee, right? And, um, you know, talking about, I mean, look, 49ers quarterbacks sell. We know that more than anybody here on Locked On 49ers, covering the 49ers every day. There always seems to be a story that pops up. Uh, a lot of people are making a big deal about what Adam Schefter said. I don't think what he said is really anything new. And if you didn't catch his segment with Pat McAfee, he basically said, the 49ers uh, view Brock Purdy as the guy. When healthy, Brock Purdy is the top quarterback. Uh, and I, that's nothing new. He talked about, uh, he went back. I, I still don't know exactly what the timeline is here. And we need to figure out, we, we need somebody in the building and, and hear it from, you know, Adam Peters, hear it from John Lynch, hear it from Kyle Shanahan about the 2021 draft and Trey Lance. And basically he said, Niners initially traded up for uh, for Mac Jones and then kind of ended up loving uh, Trey Lance and liked Trey Lance more and ended up drafting Trey Lance. Uh, and not necessarily that it was like adversarial. We've, we've, we've heard it said that it was Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, talked into Trey Lance. I don't know if it's that far, but uh, there's something there with those two quarterbacks. We know they liked both of those quarterbacks and – I can get my thoughts on that. Okay, do you have some thoughts on that? Because, look, I don't think it's anything new. I don't think we know exactly. And because it's funny because part of it is Adam Schefter trying to cover his own tracks because he was like, oh, it's Mac Jones. Yeah. Right? So I think it is, is that part of it? Do you think that's part of it where everyone wants to keep telling us it was Mac Jones because that's what they thought and maybe it wasn't that all along? So I, I'm i not sold on that whole story, but except for anything that – except for what Kyle has told us, which is they like both guys – they liked Trey Lance more. I think coaches are late to the party when it comes to player evaluation, guys coming out of college. And with Mac Jones, he's on TV every week. So even if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're preparing for a game, but right there on CBS, you got, you know, Alabama playing against Auburn, Alabama playing against LSU, Auburn, Alabama, and they're playing in big games every single week. They're just on TV and you just see Mac Jones and you watch some of the things and they're like, man, I like this kid. I can see how he fits in our offense. And then, you know, you start to dive into some of the prospects once the offseason begins and you're looking at these quarterbacks and it's like, man, maybe you cut on Mac Jones first because you know exactly we might have to trade up for this guy. And then they're like, hey, you know, there are some other quarterbacks. And look, there's this guy from North Dakota State that's very intriguing. You know, he only got to play a year because, look, you, you didn't see him on TV. He missed that whole year. Like, so he wasn't, he wasn't, he, you know, like I said, you, you watch Mac Jones on TV. You could not watch Trey Lance on TV. So you, he probably, I'm assuming, found out about Trey Lance late in the process, started to do a deep dive, 
saw some things he really liked, saw some things where he's like, you know what? I like how he does this, like how he does that. Man, you know, maybe there's some rawness or whatever to his game, and it's a huge step up from FCS as a redshirt freshman to the NFL. But, man, we can bring him along. We got the roster, et cetera. And, you know, that is more of the tools you're looking for, someone who ran like he did in college, someone who has a big arm like he does. And then you get to meet him, and you're around him, and you run his pro day, and you're like, wow, this kid's sharp. It's like, pro, oh, yeah. style, pro style offense, right? Pro style offense, yeah. Let, let, hey, no, 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 yeah. All right, let's take let's take this guy, you know? And I think it was more so of that, like really just coming to the party late when it came to Trey Lance, as opposed to having to be talked into Trey Lance. That's that. Now, again, that's just me guessing. Just like, damn, uh, Adam Schefter isn't during this segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and I can totally buy all of that. And it's the other thing about it, too, because the Trey Lance, and we're going to talk more about Trey Lance in a second, because that's one of the other nuggets that, uh, the Schefter dropped, which is kind of a little bit new. And, and we already know that Trey Lance didn't get traded. So there wasn't a good enough offer for the 49ers to trade Trey Lance. But the way Schefter put it was that basically there was no interest in Trey Lance. And so I do want to talk about that and how there could be, how it could be worth so little to either the Niners or any other teams in the league with where he was drafted, but not knowing yet, you know, he's still just that same prospect and he's still younger than Will Levis. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, but just back to the Mac Jones thing really quick part. Like one of the things that, that will be said eventually if Trey Lance doesn't turn out, it's like, Oh, well the 49ers Kyle was talked out of it. You know, he, he didn't want Mac Jones or he didn't want Trey Lance anyway. He wanted Mac Jones. And, and I always come back to that was a terrible idea too. trading up to three for Mac Jones. Like who does that? Like that, that should have never been on the radar for the 49ers. So the whole thing, has just been bizarre. No matter if it was Mac Jones, no matter if it was Trey Lance, when they traded up, how much they gave up to trade up, the whole development process after they drafted who they drafted, the whole thing has just been, uh, none of that part of it has made sense. And I still cannot believe the 49ers are in the place they are doing that where they're still a Super Bowl contender. And they drafted a guy in the seventh round who's now, they're like, cool, we got a guy. We, We spent three firsts on this guy but we just drafted this guy last in the draft and he's our guy actually. So we're cool. And we're still super bowl contenders. None of it makes sense. It it doesn't. But the fact that people think that Kyle Shanahan got talked into anything, I doubt it. There's a video. There's a video from years ago when he was with the Cleveland Browns where the head coach, I want to say Petten. Yeah. Mike Petten. I I think you should run in here. And Kyle just looks at him like, bro, don't tell me what he's like. You know what? He's you got it. Young. All the play that he you want. Thirty-five, maybe, maybe, probably younger. He just looked. He was like, young. He's doing that one. Yeah, but he just looked at him like, "Dude, don't tell me what to do." And then he's like, "You're right." You know, like he didn't even have to say anything. But Patton was like, "You're right. Call what you want to call. You know, <laughs> run the play you want." And then the way they made it seem was like he dialed up a touchdown or whatever yeah. it was. Uh, but if he wasn't able to be talked into something, then when he's not even running the show, you're the head guy. You can't tell me what to do. Then he gets to the 49ers and. He wasn't able to get talked into Patrick Mahomes when John Lynch called him. John Lynch was there at Mahomes Pro Day as a smokescreen. It's like, hey, uh, you might want to check out this Mahomes guy. He's kind of good. I don't know. And then uh, I want to say it was um, his buddy, uh, Chris Sims, mm-hmm. was like, you might want to check out Mahomes and Watson. I don't know. And he's like, nah, I want cousins. Right. And he wasn't able to get talked into that. And the, 
I guess he kind of was persuaded with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, but he he told y'all he told everybody how he felt about that. It was not a move I wanted to make. So the one time he was talked into something, he made it very clear it's not what I want. I couldn't even sleep at night over that decision. Like that's not what I wanted. And once it happened, he's like, I know I can't get cousins, and I want cousins, right? So in this situation where he's in a in a has an opportunity to draft his guy, you think he's gonna draft anyone? But who he really wants? Absolutely not. So that that whole narrative of oh, see that that was Kyle drafted who he wanted to draft. There was no way he was going to draft somebody that he did not want to draft. I I, I never saw that as a possibility. Right. Now again, that's not to say that he didn't like Mac Jones or would not have drafted Mac Jones. But the fact that he drafted Trey Lance like that was who he wanted to draft, and I do not think he had to be talked into it because. He doesn't come off as the person that gets talked into things. He talked about it with the analytics guy upstairs when they said, hey, uh, you know, do you have an analytics guy? He's like, yeah. Do you listen to him? No, I don't. Like, he doesn't listen to anybody. <laughs> yeah, the analytics guy is like, hey, uh, y- the, the, the numbers say you should go for it here. And he's like, okay, thanks. We're kicking. <laughs> right. That's- that's that's Kyle Shanahan. It's his show. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan is absolutely in charge of all of it. Uh, maybe even the defense team. So next, he's in charge of the defense. He tells the defensive coordinator what he wants him to run, and he's he's going to listen to somebody about his quarterback. There's no, there's no way. Yeah, no way. So Trey Lance is is Brock. I mean, is is Sam Darnold ahead of Trey Lance as well on the depth chart? And why does Trey Lance have such little value? Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Man, you want to look good, right? You want to feel good as well. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs shorts do the exact same thing as whatever. Think of the best shorts you've ever had, that the way they felt. And then think of the best shorts you ever had, the way they looked. Bird Dogs puts those two things together. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed those issues by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. For example, if you're on YouTube right now, you can see Croc's fresh face. I don't think I've ever seen Croc's chin before, but he's clean-shaven. He's got his button-up shirt on. He could go get himself a job if you wanted right now. Those Bird Dogs shorts would look real good with him with his outfit right now. But you could lounge in Bird Dogs as well. They're professional. You could go out, and if a, if a pickup game broke out, you could go play in those because they move with you. Stretch every direction. You need them to stretch. And Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long especially in those summer months so uh and by the way you can get yourself a tumbler as well which i do not have in front of me but it's a really nice uh yeti style tumbler just go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay. A little bit more on the Schefter comments on, on the Pat McAfee show. As it pertains to Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, we, we already knew that Brock Purdy's the guy. They've, they've told us he's the when he's healthy, he's going to be the, the starting quarterback. The leader in the clubhouse. The leader in the clubhouse. And he earned that based off of his play last season. He's been the guy 
that start now. Here's the thing, and I know we're gonna get into Scheffner, but yeah, is it he's earned the right to get the first crack at it, or is it no? This just it's just point blank his show. You know what? To be honest, in some ways, I think Purdy's injury has helped him because he doesn't have to compete because he can't compete. If 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 it was if if he was if he did have first crack this offseason, was getting the the reps with the ones and then Trey Lance with the twos and then you know Darnold with the with the twos and with the threes, and then at camp, Kyle Shanahan's looking around. is like, well, he hasn't separated himself. You know, and maybe Trey Lance plays better than preseason. Purdy doesn't play that great. Maybe there would have been an opportunity. But now, in Kyle Shanahan's mind, all he's seeing is December Brock Purdy. So in a lot of ways, Purdy doesn't have a chance to lose the job by not practicing right now. And so he's kind of the guy. Uh, and, and he's going to be treated as if he's been a, a you know, a, a seven-year veteran instead of a seven-game veteran in the NFL. But and he's been the leader in the clubhouse and he's been in the clubhouse for a long time and he's not going to come out of the clubhouse until it's time to play football. So who's going to pass him up in that time? It doesn't seem like anybody, but it's interesting that that Schefter says that he's hearing that it's maybe Sam Darnold that's, that's leading the, the fight for number two. And it's, it's really early. I don't know how they would know that. And man, if, if the 49ers are that down on Trey Lance, that he's not, he's not even the number two entering camp when he was the number one last year entering camp, with how little he's played, he must be showing something that we don't know about that they really don't like that, that we haven't seen on film. Well, the the interesting thing is anytime we've had a chance to see him, there has never been anything where I'm like, this is so bad. You, This is not a guy you can have on the field. Now, I'm not saying he was not never like inconsistent in games or, you know, especially early on like the Seahawks game where it's like, Hey, you know, you one hop that, uh, you know, uh, basically a long handoff, you know, or man, you missed on that slant. You know, there are some throws that are a little erratic, but then he comes back and he's firing and he does these things. And they're like, okay, I see why they drafted him, right? Even in that Seahawks game when he came in where, you know, he starts throwing some passes, he threw two touchdowns and, you know, he comes in and I remember fourth and 10, he uh, uh, shakes guys, runs up the middle, breaks another guy, gets the first down. You know, you just start to see like his ability. And I feel like every game we've watched him play in, you see what it potentially could be, but I never saw anything to where it's like, this guy is so bad you can't play him, right? Even like Texans game, not a guy that I ever thought watching that game, and I'm not saying it was amazing, but I didn't think he can't play, right? And then you watch him last year, and even in the, the monsoon game where it did get ugly late early on, I'll say that big tight end miss, was a huge miss, but, you know, he threw the ball well. Right. It didn't look like, you know, he ran the ball. He was third and 13. He picks up a first down with his legs. Like he did a lot of things that was like, okay, cool. So for them to be as down, if it's something that we haven't seen, it would have to be something not only that we haven't seen, but something that the beat writers, and I know they weren't at every OTA practice. I know they weren't at, uh, they were at the mini camp practices. It has never been reported or seen at any point where it's just like, this guy is just way in over his head and can't play. So how much difference are we seeing from the games, which again, inconsistent. I definitely would give him that. But from that to what, well, you know, he can't beat out Sam Darnold because at no time have we seen that poor of a quarterback in, in Trey Lance. Now, maybe I'm wrong and maybe you've seen it or hear it a different way. But to me, I we've seen it like we've, 
it's a small sample size, but we've seen enough to know like well, they, I mean, he has a lot of talent and ability. Right. And and the other thing was like the off-field stuff. He was supposed to be this great kid, work ethic, they believed in, loved family, loved everything about him, right? And so the other thing is, okay, if it's not really showing much in practice and we haven't seen it on the game film and in preseason that that is disqualifying for him to not, you know, at least be the number 2 guy behind Brock Purdy and still have a lot of hope for what he could be as the number 1 guy. Is there like some off field stuff? It's like with Jamarcus Russell, he was drinking scissor up off the field and he's overweight. Trey Lance is in good shape. You know, it's like, so, so what is there? Is there something there that we just can't possibly see? He was the guy that watched the most film, remember? And then Kyle was like, well, you know, some guys they just leave it running or whatever. So, you know, he doesn't put a whole lot of stock into that. But that was the thing where it came out, he was logging the most minutes watching film. So I don't think it's that. I, I don't know what it is. And maybe he just can't play, but every time we've seen him and everybody kind of perceives it different, it looks like someone who, I think he just needs, he just needs to play more. That's what I've always took from it. Yeah, I think he just needs to play more. It's always been, and that's what they won't give him. That's why it's it's so dumbfounding the entire development process for Trey Lance. It's it's not even a process. It's the it's it's zero development. It's like, well, sorry. You weren't you, you you weren't uh you weren't able to come immediately and play in the NFL at 20 years old from the FCS level. So, sorry. That's it, that's the way it feels in some ways, which is just insane for what they how much they believed in him and what they gave up to go get Trey Lance and handpick him to be the guy and just kind of quitting on the development is what it feels like in some ways. And that's not to put down Brock Purdy at all. If Brock Purdy earns the job and he earned it and he's the guy, then he's the guy. But it's the same Arnold stuff that's that's the weirdest for me that that they wouldn't even give him an opportunity right. that that they would just plug in Sam Darnold and be like, yeah, hey, we like Sam Darnold, the veteran who's played fifty five games better than the guy who's played four games. So remember back to Josh Allen's rookie year, and again, this is not me comparing Trey Lance to Josh Allen, just guys that start off and there's a lot of weird moments, right? Let's say Josh Allen got hurt and had to miss a bunch of games, but based off of how he played. And then for the next six games, Brock Purdy plays and plays the same way that he just played for the 49ers. Do we ever see Josh Allen again? Do we ever find out what Josh Allen could have been? Yeah, um, and maybe not. And 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 that's kind of for the people that are like, man, I just, just want to see him play, right? Like there's a uh one of my guys, Lawrence Jackson on Twitter, he voted or made a ranking of the most toxic fan bases, top five most toxic fan bases. I saw that, yeah. For, he, he got 49ers number one. Now, that's an outside guy. And he's just like, that fan base, toxic. You know? But part of it was he was like talking about the split and divide between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and the fans and how they've taken one side or another. And I do feel like there's one side that's just like, oh, man, like, Trey, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, I just want to see him play. Like, that's it. Like, I would love to just... Got to see him play eight straight games and see what that looks like. So I could just know if the guy sucks and can't play or if he actually can. Look at him from that first start. Look at him at the fourth start. Then look at him at the eighth start. And you just see this incremental kind of development that's going and he's, he's getting it. And all of a sudden you have this talented guy that's getting it. And we don't have that. So I'm just like, man, I just would like to see the kid play. And if he sucks, then great. But unfortunately, because of the circumstances and Brock Purdy played so well, you just 
we don't know if we'll see it. And he might not even be the second string quarterback, which is even wilder to me. And by all the reports that we've heard from Minigam, everything I'm hearing from guys, there wasn't, there was never a, oh, Brock, uh, uh, Sam Darnold is better than Trey Lance at these practices. That's not what, I, I never heard that, not one time. And yep. I've listened to a lot of different things. Now, I did hear there it was either little to no separation, and that's understandable, but at least in the practices people were able to watch, it, there was never the thought of, oh, Sam Darnold, he's, he's just going to be the number two. So Schefter, and he said, hey, well, these are just my thoughts. And I don't know if he's doing the thing that Ian Rappaport did, and then the 49ers must have reached out to him. I was like, why do you keep saying that? Like, we actually like Trey Lance. Like, why do you keep saying that Darnold's going to be the guy? So he kind of came back and then, you know, on the same show. And I'm wondering if, you know, by training camp, maybe Adam Schefter does the same thing. I don't, I don't know. There shouldn't be that much separation in OTAs. Uh, I will say that. And so um, training camp is going to be huge for, for all this and everybody will actually get to see him and we'll actually have a reason to, to have an idea of what's happening with these guys and see him in preseason games. Um, next tight end you Trey Lance was there. I believe Sam Darnold was there. Who was there? Who wasn't there? And what, what other thing I saw at tight end you that, that I think is interesting that ties into this whole Trey Lance thing as well. Next. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. If you want to be one, just make sure you're subscribed up every day and find us on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you check out the rest of what the network has to offer as well, including the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Myself and former NFL scout Matt Williamson breaking down the entire league daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So George Kittle, tight end you. And George Kittle is one of the people earlier this offseason that said Trey Lance is light years ahead of where he was before. And this is the best version of Trey Lance that he's seen. And Trey Lance was at tight end you. And I mean, a million people are at tight end you. This is a massive thing that happens every offseason now. It seems like it's growing and growing. There's like Gronk was there. Dallas Clark was there. Like not even, not even current, not even just current tight ends, right? Yeah. Um but Trey Lance was there. I believe Sam Darnold was there, but I just yeah. saw a lot more of Trey Lance being there. And it's just one of the reminders, too, about it. And like you said earlier, Croc, about Trey Lance and what we've seen, you know, like from his rookie year, watching that uh, that Houston Texans game. Like, okay, this is rookie Trey Lance. I like this. We're seeing something from a guy who could probably play in the NFL, exciting to see what he looks like in year two when it's his job. And we didn't really get to see much of that. Uh, going back to week one last year in the, you know, the pre monsoon part of the game, it was rainy, had some misses, but he was, he was playing better quarterback than Justin Fields was in those first three quarters. Right. Going through outside of two plays, right? And, yeah, yeah, and, and Fields Fields made, a couple plays out of his ass, but yeah, and Fields made two plays and that's good on him. Right. Um, but the thing is, we didn't really see the fields breakout until midway through last year, which means, Lance needs to play. Not only is he missing college snaps over, uh, you know, uh, compared to Justin Fields, he still needs a full season to play to get to where Fields was when he broke out last year. Right. So like reps again. So it's like when you look at the Trey Lance development, we already knew he needed reps. He hasn't gotten them. So that's not a shock. We knew he's a little inaccurate coming out. That was one of the red flags I didn't like about him. That's why I like Fields more because Fields just made elite throws down the field his downfield accuracy was crazy in fields time to throw might have been a problem still has been a problem in the nfl lance didn't still have probably would have been a problem with 
Kyle Shanahan. Oh, of course. Kyle probably... all-time in the rhythm. And he back football, he wants it out. Yeah, and that's not Fields' game. Fields much more like a, a Russell Wilson-style quarterback. Uh, and that was my comp for, for Fields coming out. But I still like them as a, as a better prospect than both Mac Jones and and um, and Trey Lance. And the reason I liked him over Lance, he was just a little bit more athletic. And, and his arm was better, I thought. He was just more accurate down the field. So we, there's nothing that Trey Lance has shown that should be at all surprising to anybody. And that's the other part with Trey Lance. But the, the reminder is... For me, and I'm just watching these clips at tight end U, and Trey Lance is like dropping back, boom, like the ball comes out. Like he's got, he's so talented, right? And like he's like, oh yeah, the ball jumps out of his hand. He's got a, he's got these these abilities that I want to see developed on the field. And it's just a reminder seeing him again because we haven't seen him in a long time. Seeing him throw the football, then he's just throwing these little out routes to tight ends, right, to George Kittle. But when you see him let it go, like he's got an arm. Like I want to see what that looks like in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I just want to see the 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 development complete. I don't think we're going to get a chance to see it. I don't either. And that's tough. It, it, you know what, what, what it is. I think it, it feels like someone that was done wrong by someone. And then they're searching for that closure. Right. Like, I just want them to apologize. And it's like, <laughs> you're probably not going to get that apology that you're looking for. So just kind of get over it. And I think that's what we're going through right now, where it's just like, we're looking for that closure. Like, let me just see that he just really can't play. Let me just, let, and it's like, yo, Peacock, Croc, you're never going to get the closure that you want from this situation. And then the other part of the closure would be he gets traded somewhere else. And it's like, okay, the 49ers, it's Purdy one. Darnold two, Brandon Allen three, period. Everyone knows, like, stop talking about it. It's done. Everybody knows from the top of the organization to the bottom of the organization, every single fan in the seats knows exactly what the pecking order is, knows who the quarterback is. Done. It's over, right, for for just peace of mind for everybody. But then also for Trey Lance and his career getting to go play somewhere. But then there's the other part of the Schefter report is that, like, no offers. Like, not only did the – because, like, obviously not, not enough of an offer for the 49ers to trade him. But did they get nothing? Did nobody call John Lynch and say, oh, I'll give you a fourth rounder or whatever for Trey Lance? I, I find it hard to believe, but the way Schefter worded it made it seem like there was just zero interest around the league. So with everything we've laid out, with really nothing about Trey Lance right now being surprising based on what we knew of him as a prospect, and he was a top three prospect in the draft, he's still younger than a lot of the quarterbacks that were drafted this year. He's going to be younger than half the quarterback prospects that are drafted next year. All this talent, how can Trey Lance be worth so little to both the 49ers and the rest of the league? Uh, so there's a couple of different ways to look at that. One, let's just say from a value standpoint in general. If I'm, if I'm a team, and I've said this before on here, why would I give up a bunch for a guy that really is your most expensive quarterback on your roster? You don't want to start him. You want to start Brock Purdy. So why am I going to give you top dollar for him? B because you gave up a lot to get him? Like I'm not doing that. I'll give you what I feel like he's worth at this point, which is a quarterback who hasn't played many games in two years and really going back further than that because of COVID and you know college. Uh, very little ex inexperience. I still would not know what I'm getting, right? Yeah, I, I know I'm getting a talent. I don't know what that talent is going to do on the field, and I haven't seen it. So you can look at Nick Foles, and I want to say the Bears traded a first to get him from the Eagles after that Super Bowl run. 
they gave up something pretty good. Yeah. And you can look it up, right? But at least you, man, we saw one, there's Nick Foles years ago that was like 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. And obviously, like, that wasn't sustainable, right? That, like, that flamed out. But ultimately, got another crack at it, and boom, Carson Wentz goes down. He plays out of his mind. Okay, you want to trade, but we know what we're getting. With Trey Lance, you just don't know. You just know that he's talented, but you don't know what he's going to be. So there's that way of looking at, like, why would I give up a, anything higher than a fourth? Where the 49ers are looking at, like, dude, we used three first-round picks on him. We used three. We're not giving them up for a fourth, right? So there's that part of it. The hey, other part hey, of it look, is – Real quick, on that point, I totally get not a team not wanting to pay top dollar, but not wanting to pay a dollar. That's well, the- so this is the other part. Sometimes, because he said the 49ers were not shopping them. They weren't actively looking to where, hey, what, what Jonathan said, this 1-800-trade-trade-lance or whatever he said, right? Like, they're not putting it out there that they want to trade this guy or that they're even interested in trading him. And it kind of reminds me of, I have a, a, a quarterback that I work with, and he's transferring schools. And his mom was like, yeah, like, you know, we're going to sell our home. And they've had, they've been living in this home for I don't know how long, right? Years. Never, beautiful home. Never got any offers for it. They've been living in it for a long time. No offers. The moment they said we're moving, they've gotten $700,000 cash offers. We're talking about in two days. They just t- still told everybody yesterday they were moving to take their kids to another school. And they're moving out of town by an hour away. And instantly got offers. So they didn't get offers before that. Now, football is a little different. I understand that. But Maybe it was just one of those things where it's like, hey, we're not really going to pursue it. If they say that he's available for trade, then, okay, we'll look into it and let's see what it costs. But if they're not putting him up for trade and you got Brock Purdy who's out with an elbow and they maybe want to be safer and they had a bunch of injuries at the quarterback position, why would, you know, we're not interested in just going and offering something for him. So I think that's what it was, could be. Right now, my gym, nobody's offering me anything for my gym. But if I said, hey, my gym is for sale. What would I get for it? Maybe lower than what I initially paid. I, I I got I built my gym during COVID. Everything was more expensive. Right? Everything was more expensive during COVID. So now if I try to sell it for what I paid for my gym, people would be like, you're on crack. <laughs> Not giving you that. Right. So I think that's just a business element of it, more so than just nobody likes them. I think people would be intrigued and potentially give up something, but I don't think it's anything they're gonna go out of their way for because they know just as little as we do, or the 49ers. Yep, and and I could you mentioned the money part of it, which I think is an important aspect of it too, because you know as a number three pick, he's got a you know pretty hefty contract that comes with it, and you see a team like the Tennessee Titans with Rand Carthon. That was one of the teams I thought, man, Tannehill, this is a perfect opportunity for Trey Lance over there. But they, you know, uh, Will Levis fell to the second round, so well, Will Levis is you know under contract for four years. He's a physically talented guy. You draft him in the second round, you've got him cheaper for longer than you would get Trey Lance. So I understand that. But the one that does that I don't get is like the Lions who drafted dude from Tennessee in the third round. Trey Lance can go back to college, play a full college career, come back, still be the same ages. Um I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh quarterback from Tennessee that the yeah that exactly. the uh, the Lions drafted in the third round. Like I would much rather have Trey Lance than that guy. But again, they have an expensive quarterback already. So it's probably just a, a dollars thing too. So there wasn't really a clean fit for Trey Lance on another roster unless it was one of those, you know, unless it was like the Texans or the Titans and, and they went do other they think, Do they think that Trey Lance is going to come in today and play better than Jared Goff? 
I would say no. And not, and probably the Titans felt the same way about, you know, the Titans, it would have probably had to be like, okay, we're going to get rid of Tannehill and Lance is coming in to be the guy. Right. And low key, they have a Trey Lance, right? Like the a couple of them. <laughs> a couple of unknowns. Yeah. Right. The, but the quarterback, uh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis. You know? Yeah. Like that's there where it's like, okay, we, we want, you know, can we develop him? Can we, you know, his athleticism, big arm, you know, like, like let's see. We're just going to let him battle with Will Levis, right? So it's like, well, I would love to have Trey Lance and have him compete, but we already have our version. Right. If they him. didn't already have that much of an unknown, although we, we saw Willis play and it was bad, bad. Saw Lance play and was like, oh, okay, we worked with this. So that, that was the, the difference between those two. But I get what you're saying. Uh, one last thing, Croc. Did you happen to see if 49ers rookie tight ends – Cameron Latu and Brayden Willis were at tight end you because I haven't seen that anywhere. I did not see that, but let's see if I can. We can because uh, that's important. I want to I get some reports on what those guys look like at, at, at tight end you, and I hope they were there. Uh, if And by the way, if we can't find it, let us know on Twitter at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Drop a comment on youtube in the comments there and uh, we'll probably hit some of your questions in future episodes here of locked on 49ers as we roll through the off season croc you find anything yet mm, nothing yet. okay nothing. i didn't see anything either so let us know was were the with the rookie 49ers rookie tight ends at tight end you they better have been they need some of that schooling so they could be ready to go for the 49ers behind george kittle all right uh thanks everybody for making locked on 49ers your First listen, Croc and I back next time right here, Locked On 49ers. Subscribe to this video.